I found something very, very interesting in the Bible about the story of David. You know, the, the, twice David um, had the opportunity to kill Saul. If you just go check the accounts very, very well. I don't want to go into scripture. Twice. The first time, when he went there to try to kill Saul in the cave, you know, says um, he took his spear and his jog, things like that, and his conscience smote him. The next time he did that, the Bible says clearly, it says conscience did not smote him. There is a place of hardening your heart. You keep doing something repeatedly, it doesn't mean anything to you. It's another edition of Men of David on Kingdom World Radio. On Men of David, what we do is that men gather to discuss issues affecting them, learn how to deal with them, and become better versions of themselves in Christ. Why we do this? Because we understand that iron sharpens iron, and um, we come together to sharpen each other so that when we get back to our family, we transfer the lives of Christ into our family. And we transfer the nature of Christ into our children, into our husband, I mean, into our wives, and then... At the end of the day, we'll have a, a community, a society that's actually Christ-like. Today on Men of David, we're looking at a very important topic, and that is one of those issues that sometimes traps men. Growing up, I heard people say things like, if a man overcomes women, money, and then one other thing, drink. Fame. Uh-huh. Fame. Okay, it's now four. I only heard three. He's, he's talking about fame. If you overcome all of these things, then you have scaled through. And then, actually, I've heard stories about men who are dug up in hotel rooms with small children and all that. And then, we want to look at how do we ensure that that doesn't become a case of a man of David. We're looking at this because, apart from clear unbelievers, we've heard stories about Christian men who get into scandal that has to do with sex. Some of their own scandal broke out and it became a national thing. Some of their own scandal is hidden. But God is God saw everything. And some of those who are currently suffering the consequence of their issues, even though it didn't become scandalous. Like it didn't become a media, a social media thing. But the children, the, fam- the husband, the wife, the family, everybody is suffering the fact that this man has been joined to a harlot. I want to ensure that we as men of David don't get into such a problem. If time permits us, I also want to learn. What does a man of David who perhaps has fallen into this do to salvage his situation or his situation hopeless? That's what our focus for this week's edition of Men of David is about. Now, if this is your first time joining us on Men of David, please note you are actually invited to join this conversation. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you can follow us and tweet at us, mention us with your contribution at the KW Radio. If you would rather send your own contribution by me, please send it to radio at pastor.ng. Now, I'll be joined by two men of David to do justice to this discussion. I will introduce them when I come back after this break. My name is Ifani Chukun Dinwoke. Welcome back. I'm joined by two men of David. Um, I'm joined by one of them is Mr. Andoka ADK. Mr. Andoka, thank you very much for joining us on Men of David today. My pleasure. 
Another man of David who has joined us to do justice to this discussion is Mr. Jonathan Odu. Mr. Jonathan, thank you very much. Thank you. I want us to start this conversation like this. We're looking at how to escape the traps of a harlot. If a man of David doesn't go to Harlot House, Harlot Street, does he have anything to worry about escaping the traps of Harlot? Mr. Jonathan. Um, escaping the trap of Harlot, it's um, Harlot itself, it's something that um, I believe that we should actually be careful because it's uh, something that starts with lust from the heart. And uh, nevertheless, and even the Bible wants us uh, in First uh, um, John, I believe, about all that is in the world the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. They are in the world. I wants out about it. So and it's something that you should be careful. This thing starts from the heart. You know, Jesus Christ also said, you have heard about, you know, if a man sleeps, this, he says adultery. But this, now I say, if you lost in your heart, all right? So it's trying to let you know that the action itself of harlotry actually starts from the heart. And you must guard your heart with all diligence. For out of that heart, proceed that adultery, that committing of adultery that you think you want to, or maybe you want, you are trying to allow, enter your, I say, guard your heart. And there are ways of guarding your heart. One primary way of guarding your heart, it's you yielding yourself completely to the teaching of Christ, the doctrines of Christ. So that's one sure way of guarding your heart against harlotry. Okay. Sandoka. If I didn't go to it, Red light. I think they call it red light streets. District. Yeah. A red light district. Yeah. Do I have to worry about a lot? Do I have to worry about falling into any of their traps? Into the trap of sexual morality and stuff like that? Of course, of course, you, you have to. You know, um, I, first of all, I just want to deal with the word trap. You know, when you hear trap, you think about animals. Um, growing up, you, my granddad, um, go to the bush to set trap, you know, to catch animals. But, you know, uh, there's some traps you set in the house too. What I mean, so trap is not just outside. You have traps inside too, you know. And um, uh, let me define trap. Trap is something that prevents escape. So that's one. So it's something to dread, something that prevents escape. And um, those of us growing up that knows about trap, you always put a bait, you know. You put something interesting, something enticing. So you want to... So yes, so what I'm trying to say is that trap is not just outside, it's inside now. As a matter of fact, um, trap, um, <laughs> in quote, trap comes to you now. Um, let me just give an example of a trap. Um, I know it's not part of our topic. Let me say pornography. Growing up, pornography was hard to get by. Yes. In my school, you could just get just one pornographic picture in the whole school, but now everybody has it. When I mean it comes to you, when I mean it comes to your phone, you're browsing and you see a picture just come, hey, I'm this. You can click on me now, now, now. So the point is, yes, traps are everywhere. Like my, um, my friend just said, you know, it's in your heart. I don't know, it's your, it's your heart outside your body. It's in your body, you know, you know what I mean? It's your heart from the loss, from your thoughts and things like that. 
All right. Um, there are a few things you have said. So I think I want us to draw, spend some time trashing some of those things. You talked about the fact that there's trap, home trap, and outside trap. It made me laugh a bit. I mean, Mr. Jonathan is smiling. And then Mr. Jonathan also says something about, Mr. Jonathan also says something very striking about the fact that loss is beyond going to red light streets. It's, there's a place to start. Before you drive your car or walk to red light district, it has matured somewhere. True. So I want us to spend some time actually discussing how do I ensure this maturity doesn't even happen and then talk about trap in outside and inside. I want to start with the trap inside and outside. Is it possible for a man of God to be trapped into sexual immorality? I use harlot in this sense to just describe people who make advances to you, not necessarily yeah. those who are professional harlots. Is it possible for a man of God to get trapped into harlotry, trapped into sexual immorality in his own church as a pastor? Does he, is, he, is he exposed to that? He talks about trap inside and outside. Mr. Andoka? Yes, yes, yes. It's it's, it's it's very possible. As a matter of fact, I think, um, um, should I say, it's, it's, the, it's easiest to set trap inside. Inside the church, not inside an office or something. Okay, 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 okay. Like, for, to a man of God especially. Um, basically, it depends on the state of the heart. As a matter of fact, um, you could be on your own, on an island, and still fall into the trap. Yes. How? On an island on my own? I'm not yes. with any girl. So which trap am I falling into? You could fall into the trap of masturbation. Okay. Yeah. It has to do with lust. You know? Just imagine. When, when Jesus talked about that, I think if you just on your own, just imagine. Oh, I could do this. I could have said this girl is fine. You didn't talk to her. Just the thought of it. The Bible says it's sin already. You know, and uh, I'm happy you um, try to at least explain when you talk about halot because I try to look at um, the dictionary meaning of halot. And of course, basically or broadly, halot is somebody that um, gives sex for money. But also, halot is the same thing as being lewd or lewdness, which is promiscuous. So, what I'm trying to say is so even if there is no money involved, but just that sexual immorality there is on the family of halotry. So, yes, it is possible. So, if one can be tempted just on his own by just thinking, of course, it could be found in the church. There are people there. Mr. Jonathan, do you think a man of God can be exposed to seduction of harlotry as not outside, but maybe in his church? It may not be in his office. Church members, church sisters are not so-called church sisters anyway. Is it possible? Definitely. And um, it's already happening. The law of iniquity, the Bible said, don't already work. Um, you don't now. You, that's why believers need to be careful, very, very careful. Um, Harlots or Christians, there are Christians who, I mean, who are unbelievers who come to church and you think they are. They have something, they have something in their heart. They have a program, and it's a program of the enemy. And that's why you must be careful, even in church. Even in church. I'll give two instances of um, someone I know who gave me this story. That uh, he's, um, when he was assistant pastor, his own uh, pastor, direct pastor, um, they, they finished midweek service. 
So while they were just outside of the pastor's office, they were just gesting. A sister came and said wanted to see pastor, so they allowed her in. And so just within one minute of her going inside, they just heard the pastor shout, Jesus! So they ran inside. As they entered, they shouted, Jesus! They saw their pastor on his table. And you see this sister before him, completely naked, no bra, no pant. The sister that they let in, no bra, no pant. And the pastor looked at her and said, Sister, don't you know I'm a pastor? And she looked at him and said, Don't you know you are a man? Do you understand? It comes to you. You don't even need to go to it again. It comes to you. But you see, that's why you must guard your heart. You must be careful to guard your heart. These things pop up on your phones. Even when you would have blocked it, it pops up. There's one particular app. It's a pornographic app as far as I know. And it's Phoenix. Okay. It's Phoenix. It comes with almost every phone now. It comes like a default app. And you must be careful. And you buy a phone, you see there. I deleted it. It will reinstall itself again. Oh. I will delete it. It restores itself again and again. Till God helped me. I don't know, permanently blocked it. And now, you see, because you have given yourself to these things, you are not, you see, you really, because of the fear of God and how you are guarding this precious thing. The Bible says, guard this precious thing that has been committed into onto your hands. Because you are trying to guard it with all of your life, when you see those kind of things, you are quick to delete them. You don't go near them. One of the reasons why I stopped using Yahoo um, and this thing is because of as I, years ago, when you just open your laptop, it will pop up. A pink this thing, uh, uh, message will just pop up. Like you should tap here, tap here. And you know, some, I must be sincere. My hands have gone there to tap. All right, then. But you see, the Holy Spirit will retrace your hand again. So it is when after you have seen that the Holy Spirit has served you, you've been trained. You just see, just delete. I stopped using Yahoo. And that's when I went to using um, Google. See, you must be careful. This thing, the Bible says, if your eyes will lead you to sin, gorge it out. I, if anything, any advantage I would have gotten from Yahoo, I just left it. I don't want again. <laughs> you don't understand. This thing is a matter of life and death. It's an eternity matter. That is why, concerning this issue, you must be very extremely careful. And the Bible says, and the fear of God makes you depart from iniquity. Once the fear of God is not in the heart of a man, he's easily lured. So these things, they come to you now. Are you saying that if I have Instagram and on the explore page, there's a, you know, I don't know if you do Instagram, on the explore page, they show all kinds of pictures as you on the stories. Or on TikTok, they show me reels. You know, reels, you don't determine the reels that come to you to an extent. I don't know if you install it. Okay. <laughs> no, let me, let, let me quickly jump in. Let me quickly jump into this question. Um, I don't have Instagram. Which one are you calling TikTok. I don't have TikTok. 
Do you understand? Is it because you are an agent of this? No, it's not because I'm agent of this. As a matter of fact, um, I've I've trained myself. I can say I'm not going to open WhatsApp status. Yes. I use WhatsApp because the messages are important. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not going to open WhatsApp status. What I'm trying to say is that, you know, the Bible says something. It says, if sinful men entice you, do not give in to them. Proverbs 1.10. Like you said, talking about the apps, I just, wanted to just, like, I just wanted to quickly jump in. Those apps too on my phone. What, what I did, because you delete it, it will come back. I don't know how it reinstalls. So I have to password them. So even if you try to open up, you need password to open, and I'm, going to, I'm not going to open you. And I have to cut off internet. I have to buy internet from those. So you try to come, there's no access to you. What I'm trying to say is, so sometimes it could be this radical. Yes. He it says it's not going to open Yahweh again. So what I'm saying is, I don't have it. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm trying to say, oh, if I know this thing is going to lead me to death, maybe you can handle it. I, don't, I just stay off. So yes, it's possible. Did I die? I don't have Instagram. I don't have TikTok. I'm still alive. <laughs> Please. Uh, well, the, the point is that I, I, I like to hear what people are saying. Well, when I said about the agent of this, I was joking. I know that. Yes. <laughs> because some Gen Z, and I think they call them millennials or something, okay. they start saying, maybe, how can I do without it? You can. Jesus Christ said, if your right hand. You know, the right hand is considered the main hand. The, yes. The place of dominance uh, or power. Uh, uh, if it will make you sin, cause it off. It's the ordinary app you cannot install. So, um, we know how this thing is so serious, but then somebody is also wondering, but why can't I just indulge small? Mm. He said his hand has gone closed then, but somebody is why can't I just indulge small? So I'm wondering, why can't somebody just indulge small? What will go wrong? I didn't do anything bad. I looked at the picture. Even if he's a woman, somebody will say, oh, forgive me. So what, what goes wrong? Mr. Andoka. Okay, um... From, from the part of where I grew up, you know, there's a popular adage in Pigeon. They say, now from clap, did they enter dance? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Worry. Okay. Now from clap, did they enter dance? So what it means, um, um, first of all, sin does not come terrible in the terrible outfit, you know, threatening. Like I, like I said, um, it's enticing. It looks luring, you know. It looks beautiful. And things like that. You know, there is something, the danger with it is that apart from yes, most likely you are going to fall. Um, the Bible makes, uh, the Bible tells us, it says, um, it says, um, do not, um, do not give any footholds to the devil. Mm-hmm. The Bible is saying, do not give any foot to the devil. So what I imagine, I imagine things like, they imagine, okay, you are victorious. Um, Jesus has defeated the devil. The devil is on the floor. Your leg is on his head. He said, do not give him any food to He's lying down. So what you do is like, this devil, you are very stupid, dude. Look at him. See your big head. You know I did? In fact, Stan, let me show you something. You are giving him a foothold. Mm. Thinking you can. Do you understand? So when you do things like you give him a foothold, you are going to fall. I have been there. So it's best not to just, you know, indulge, not to try. You know, it comes to like, it's just normal. It's not just, it's not just a picture. You know, let me just, what's even happening? What are they saying? These people are very useless. So you enter. Before you listen, once you give the devil a foothold, you are going to fall. I can tell you. The Bible says something. It says, flee every appearance of evil. Does it look like evil? Run. When it says flee, it means flee. Just run away. Don't, don't try to 
play with it. Don't try to play with it. Then, of course, again, let me, let me just take it further. You know, if you, I found something very, very interesting in the Bible about the story of David. You know, the, the, twice David um, had the opportunity to kill Saul. If you just go check the accounts very, very well. I don't want to go into scripture. Twice. The first time, when he went there to try to kill Saul in the cave, you know, says um, he took his spear and his jog, things like that, and his conscience smote him. The next time he did that, the Bible says it clearly, it says his conscience did not smote him. There is a place of hardening your heart. You keep doing something repeatedly, it doesn't mean anything to you again. As a matter of fact, I remember the story of a girl. This girl, very, very decent. When I mean very decent girl, she wouldn't even wear tight-fitting clothes. You know, she wouldn't. She wouldn't wear tight-fitting clothes. Decent. But the environment she grew up with, her elder sisters, they were into runs. The mom, into runs. She was in that kind of environment. But do you know, as a matter of fact, before I lost contact with the girl, her nude pictures were on the internet. Hmm. Yes. In Nigeria, you're not a nude pictures. What I'm trying to say now, you do something, your heart gets hardened. Something that should ordinarily prick you and, you know, make you feel bad. You feel nothing about it. As a matter of fact, that's why some people, you could just do something, it means nothing to you again. That's why you can be an arm robber, you kill somebody, it means nothing to you. But that's in person, maybe growing up, killing a chicken. It might be, ah, I can't do this, I can't stand blood. But you do something once, over and over again, you harden your heart. It means nothing to you again. So that is why it's best to just skip off. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, there's something the Bible says in First Corinthians chapter ten, verse eight. Um, okay, verse seven. It said, "And do not be idolaters, as some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play." Now let us be uh, commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 3,000 fell. Two, uh, 20 and 3,000, that's 23,000. You see, when they did not intend to commit sexual immorality, hmm. they just, they gathered to just, the Bible said, to play mm-hmm. and to dance. Then some a spirit took over. It took over. They are telling you, don't kiss him in relationship. You are dating a man. You don't have to kiss him. You don't have to go to his house. Okay. But you said, is there anything wrong in kissing? You want to dull the lines. You keep kissing. You said, is there anything wrong with touching? You keep touching. Do you know that the very first time you will have sex with him. You get pregnant. Everything reports in the open. You see, this thing starts with, it's like there's nothing wrong now. There's nothing wrong. Let me just do this. It's to spice up the relationship they tell you. But you see, if you stay with the commands of the Lord, you are helped. Even in the place whereby you, are, you may be struggling. But because you opened your heart, you, you know the truth, but you may be struggling. The Lord comes in to help you. But people feel that they can dull the lines. They feel that there's nothing wrong. Yeah. They feel that they are, yes, as he said, Gen Z, or you said, Gen Z, there's nothing. This is our modern time. 
<laughs> Please fear God. That's what we can say. Oh, by the way, whether you are Gen Z or Gen A, it doesn't change the order of God. True. The word of God is still true. Whether you are born 1991 or 1901, or even you are born 2005, self, it doesn't change anything. So let's just bear that in mind. Being Gen Z doesn't, it's just a, char- a social characterization. It's not an excuse to continue doing anything. I made reference to it because it's what people try to say sometimes. Yeah. So this is getting very uh, interesting already with um, as much effort we have to make to stay away. I, we have spent, we have, dwelt, we have settled on the matter of the heart, on not even giving a foothold for the devil yeah. and not blurring the line and maybe making it difficult for certain to attempt. And I'm just wondering, what does a man of God, or a, uh, let's leave man of God. Every man of this is a man of God. And then a Christian man who gets sexual advances, the way you just described. The one you described now about a pastor is ov- like it's too overt, like it's too blunt and too brazen. But there are cases where it's subtle. It's not very obvious. A girl gradually, she's very patient. She's going to give herself like six months or one year. Mm. Warm herself into your heart to the point where you start, you start wondering which one is your wife now, between she and your wife. Like You look forward to going to work because of her. Yeah. You look forward to going somewhere because she, she doesn't come to your house. She doesn't something. So how do you shield yourself from getting lured, even though it's gradual, to the point where you not start wondering, like, you not start competing, you start wondering in your heart, who exactly is the wife between this girl by the side of this? How do you manage such social media? Luca. Wow. I'm talking about subtle sexual advances, subtle traps. You know, um, I think... Um what I want to say is make your, make your stand known, one. Make your stand known. And um, most times it's our lost. Your, your lost actually pulls you to it. Usually, yes, there's some times of care. Of course, I've experienced it, you know. We, then we call it green light. Is somebody giving you green light? But you know. You know where it's leading to. And you keep at it. As a matter of fact, I think I have come to conclude, I've come to conclude that most times we, uh, we get into situations, we put ourselves in situations that it is impossible to say no. I don't know if you get me. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you put yourself in situations that it is impossible for you to say no. Like for example now, it's giving you green light, then you go. You are inside there now. Like I gave uh, one hilarious, just hilarious, um, it's, uh, before I came in here, you know, I gave an example of um, growing up, of course, um, somebody was suspended from church because of, um, should I say, in quotes, sexual immorality. What happened? He went over to a girl's house and slept over. So the church got to know and, you know, called them, no one of this very, very strict church. And they were both to be suspended. I remember... They slept, she slept over or they slept together? No, no, no. He slept over, not together. So I was trying to explain to the, the, the committee, we did not do anything, we didn't sleep together. I one of Dickens said, it would have been better you slept together. What I'm trying to say, no, I know, I know it's off. But you have put yourself in a compromising situation already. And they were both suspended. What I'm trying to say, when the Bible says flee every, does the thing look, doesn't look nice? You, you know, so, so, 
People say, do it now. You know, when you talk about, you see somebody's giving you a sign, sorry, I'm not. Uh, say, if it's option, move it. Someone will come, you cook and give you. You're eating. Do they cook and give married men? Yes. Yes. You go to the, you go to the office, you see somebody, um, somebody there paying you very close attention. You are always there. As a matter of fact, just on Friday, me and somebody, we talked about it. You, you are married. Leave the person alone. You are there working, giving you listening ears and things like that. It starts from that. Listen, just clear the boundaries. You're now married. Yes, you used to be very good friends now. No, these are things that is. So you, you keep going there before you know you've been entangled. As a matter of fact, um, just recently I was meditating on something. You know, um, when the Bible talks about that whenever you're tempted, there's a way of escape. Most times, we see the way of escape and we don't escape. And close the door. We close the door. <laughs> Listen, when you close it, you will fall. You will fall. The way of escape is there. You refuse to escape. You refuse to flee. You embrace it. You are there. What do you expect to happen? And of course, now you blow the lines. I've seen people like, huh? what is wrong? What is wrong with breasts? What is the difference between breast and face? If I can touch face, why can't I touch, touch breast? Huh? Yes. If I can touch face, it's not body. Why can't I touch it? And I tell people now, thank God you talked about kissing. Listen, I tell people, I, tell, I say kissing is sin. Just explain to me what your hands are doing when you are kissing. Are you kissing and say, oh, Father, we worship you. Mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> no, what? Listen, this is the thing I'm telling you. I've seen people do everything apart from penetration. Everything. Yes, everything. They're naked, everything. And you want to tell me you have not had sex? When Jesus said, by just thinking, you have sex. When I'm doing, and most times, I think oh, the biggest problem, people do not fear God. That's it. We do not fear God. If you know the repercussion, the dangers, that is a trap, it's going to trap you, you are going to be destroyed. Listen, uh, most times we don't, we just wave these things away, we just flicker. No, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. You indulge in this, indulge this. It's a trap, it's luring in, luring in until there is no way of escape. You fall. So I think um, most times just be very, very cautious and just, you know, Somebody is wondering. I've heard people even say this. Doesn't mean that the fact that I'm married means I can't talk to other girls. I can't chat with girls. I, 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 somebody is wondering that. It, it, what, what do you have to say about Mister Jonathan? Okay, just talk briefly about it, Mister Jonathan. No, no, no. That's that's not what that's not what we're saying. That's not what we're saying. We we all know um, the kind of discussion. There's what they call um, intimacy. You know, hey, are you there now? How far now? Okay, you know. But they say um, when the handshake gets. <laughs> To the elbow. <laughs> you know, the elbow. It crosses the elbow. You know what I'm trying to say is that we, we, we know these things. We're talking to men, not children. You know when someone is crossing the boundaries. Mr. Jonathan, I'm just, Mr. Jonathan, I'm wondering, has anybody given you gray lights ever since you became a married man? Sorry if I'm putting you on the spot, but there's no I'm asking this. I want to know, and then what did you do about it? That's what I want to know. Then beyond that, I also want to understand. What happens when we get advances in church? We understand that Christ welcomes all any, any, everybody. So people can come to church, but we don't expect it to remain so. So what happens when I start getting sexual advances from a sister? Because the person, I'm supposed to be counseling the sister for God's sake. The person is asking me for, from asking me about Bible questions, it's asking telling me there, and you know, those kind of comments. And yeah. I said, what, what do I do in such situation? And these are questions we are going to answer when we come back after this break. Because it's break time already on Men of David. 
If you just joined us, you're still listening to Men of David on Kingdom World Radio. Today we are looking at how do I escape the trap of harlots. We're asking this question because we want to learn how do I escape from seduction? How do I escape from traps of different kinds? In fact, I've already learned that the trap is beyond the woman opening her shirt and clothes for you. Trap can even be as simple as the kind of social media account you follow. It can be as little as pictures you watch. And then from what they said, I deduce it can be as, in quotes, simple as that seasonal movie you like and the kind of pictures they show in those movies. But if you get yourself hooked to those things, certain traps in your heart so much that you are consumed by lust. So I want to learn how do we escape these things. And then when we come back after the break, please, we will be looking at how do I escape the trap or sexual temptation from people within the church. Because Mr. Andoka talked about trap within and outside. We are going to the trap outside. We, tell, we want to be sure that we don't get ourselves injured. I'm asking, we're looking at this especially because I had a recent case of a, somebody who said the pastor of a church, she was in, slept with her for years and then gave her belly and refused to take responsibility and all of that. So I want to know, how do I ensure as a man, I don't know who tempted who, but I, let's assume I'm a man and I'm seduced. How do I ensure I keep myself safe? These are questions we want to find out. So if you want to find answer to this question, please stay tuned. Welcome back. You're still listening to Men of the Vision Kingdom World Radio. And on this episode, I'm joined by Mr. Jonathan Odu and then Mr. Ndoka Edike. Mr. Jonathan, the question I was asking before we went on the break is, have you ever been, have you ever seen green, has any lady has a phone to give you green lights even though the person knows you are married and you are wearing your wedding ring on your wedding finger? Yes. I believe I've said this before. Um, I have received advances different times. And um, you get to find that, that it's not because you are putting on a ring I don't know, somehow, sometimes, it will even be because there's something they see, maybe because even the anointing your life self. You know, it attracts. True. Attracts? Yes. Yes. Seducers. Yes. Not, not just seducers, it just attracts anything. So you have the wisdom to sieve. Like or, the anointing of God to preach, for example, attracts. It's just sin, like sin. you now ministering. Mm. Everybody gets to love you, both good and bad, and they want to come to you. Okay, All right. Okay. So uh, you just have to see and know. Uh, you know, sometimes you can even be in a gathering and you see somebody just maybe you, with an eye contact, you just look at the person and you see how the person has looked at you in such an unholy manner. All right. Yeah. And you sometimes you get to look at people and you know these things. But you see, you will, will that look is a pathway. Avoid that pathway. Um, like as I said, I said this before. You know, and I teach in the university, and a student of mine is the one that made that. And I said it this last time, uh, the last time we were here, that she made an advance, and she even had the effrontery to type a note and send it to me and put her name. All right, and. I just don't want to use the words she used. When I saw the SMS, I read it again and again from night till morning. 
And I asked, I was asking myself and asking the Lord, please, what did I do to create this opening? Because you just have to maybe just have to, you know, examine yourself. You could have given that signal. signal. You may have opened the path, but I kept on that. Do you know that in pondering that sincerely, I pondered from night till morning, 4 a.m. You not believe that? It was around 4 a.m. I it was impressed in my heart. The word of God was impressed in my heart. I said, what did Jesus do? Eh, for the enemy to come to him. That temptation. And I said nothing. And he said, you did not do anything. So I got the strength. I was, I, I was at peace. Then, a light came to me. He said, darkness is exposed in the light. Very true. Sincerely, I had to take that SMS and I sent it I must, that's what dropped in my heart. You may not like it, but that's what I did. I sent it to her, to her classmates that are Christians. Yes, that's what I did. That was, <laughs> you can be playing with the devil. That yeah. you see me, I don't, I don't play with the devil. My wife said, "Don't play with the devil that is not playing with you." So this is something coming out to destroy you destroy that thing. So when I sent it forth, it went out. When the girl sees me like this, without talking to her, she runs away till she graduated. She was your student. My student. That she knows you can fail her. Yes. But you see, let me also tell you, with all that, you can fail her and not fail her. The Lord, see, the Lord has even straightened my path, warned me seriously. All these things I say, electric can just feel No, not for me. Not for me. I can't just wake up and just no. When the student fails, you fail the student. When the student passes, yeah. you pass the student. If any student does anything, let leave that student and God. So this one is outside of say I will fail you and not. No, 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 no. Deal with the matter. And that was what was impressed in my heart. You may not like it, but that's what I did. Cut the head of that hydra-headed serpent. That's what I did. I'm sorry, you may not like it. I have to deal with that. And it never rose up again. Okay, after they shared the messages, she just moved on like that. After she found out that others would know about what she did, she didn't make any other... No. Okay. Because um, darkness has to be exposed to the light. Yes, I guess. I guess. Um, I've had men who said they tried to talk to their wives about yes, or women trying to make advances on them, and the wives started accusing them. So they are already doing it. There are this and that, and things like that. So somebody is wondering, should you should it really be made public? No, it's not me. I'm I'm just trying to present typical cases people find. Should it be made public, or you should just deal with it, or ignore the person and move on? Um, I I I think um, if any um, couple mm. exists at no. Their, their own issue is totally different. You understand now? Mm. Because first of all, husband and husband and wife, you are basically one. You get talking of so why keeping such 
First of all, husband and wife, you come, you just about to say, ah, see this person I was going, I saw this Oporoko there, I did. Then, this one that looks like, you know, you keep it off, you tell your wife. And like, you know, like he said, he just, darkness is eradicated by light. When you try to hide something, when you try to hide it and give it covering, it continues to grow. Once you shine light on it, shine light, expose it, it cannot grow. No, what I mean, so you, you know, it, it, sin tries in darkness. When you, you hide it, you are keeping something, things like that. Okay, you say somebody said this, you, you are not telling your wife. Tell your wife, introduce the person, expose the person. The person will run away. I, do you get I know that. But basically, darkness is always eradicated by light. But when you try to hide it, you are giving it more covering and things like that. It will continue to grow. So if any couple you're experiencing that, first of all, first of all, I think. Um, your, your, your spouse, your wife should be closest to you. You should, the relationship should be going very, very well, you know. So I really don't, when it's, I, I didn't really see any why issues. that, yes. Okay. okay, let me add to that. Um, for saying that, you see, there, there are, these are real situations. And um, if you keep telling your wife and your wife will react this way, Number one is because you are not on the same level of understanding. Because you see the man really wanting to tell the wife because in telling your wife, it's a safeguard for you. It's a safeguard. But every time you tell your wife and it turns against you, okay. you are unsafe. But you see, you cannot also be foolish not to tell. Because in telling, the weakness, you see, the strength of sin the strength of sin is in secrecy. But when you expose sin, it loses its power. So you may have a wife, you may not be able to tell, and especially because of the sincerity of your heart. And these attacks come to some men like this. But they can't tell their wife, and that is why, because they can't tell their wife, in the long run, they fall. But you see, that's why men are also encouraged. The Bible says, I'm Paul went to his brethren, or his brethren gathered around them. The reason why Judah fell. The Bible, if you read it in Genesis chapter 38, between verse 1 and 3, it said Judah went with a friend, having departed from his brothers. When you see men depart from the brethren that are supposed to give them, the, yeah. if you can't tell your wife, have a certain number of brethren that you will come together and pray and you fear God and you, you will hold common faith together and tell them. Or you go and tell your mentor, maybe your pastor. If your wife will not understand, or you tell your pastor's wife. That's a safeguard. But you see men who now walk foolishly in that say, okay, because of my wife, my wife will not understand. No, you can't do that. Or you see some men say, ah, Lord will help me in this and that. You only can't just be talking to the Lord. That's why the, uh, God put us in company, in relationships. Go and talk to your brethren. It's a safeguard. I have a Christian brother who from, um, she has a colleague. They always work together. They are teammates. Mm -hmm. You know the way if uh, they create teams in offices and all that. They go for lunch together. They don't have anything in mind. Over time, he has found himself that they talk, just they don't do anything sinful, but it's almost as if she's in a relationship with the girl. Like how the girl comes to even discuss her relationship issues with the guy and all of that. 
So his worry is that he's wondering, am I about to sin? Is there something I'm doing wrong? Is there something I should do right? You understand what I'm saying? Very well. He has, let me use the word, fallen in love with this person. They are not doing I love you, I love you, but they are just doing... She has become a nice company. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Mr. Jonathan, this is what I want. Should you just continue that nothing will happen? Like, or... Sorry, before he answers, I just want to ask, is he married or not? He's married, of course. Okay, you can answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, um, you see, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it proceed the issues of life. And um, you must be sincere in everything you do. Sincerely, there are men who have such close relationships with female folks. One or two, like that. But, you see, be careful not to uncover what has been sealed with an oath. Be careful not to uncover what has been sealed with an oath. Whenever you begin to cross the line, the Bible tells you about the landmark that our fathers put the ancient landmarks. Don't discuss intimacy with your wife, with another woman. You by yourself will be uncovering what has been sealed with an oath. And gradually, you may begin to get weak near that female folk. Mm. Yes. It's, it's, it's called subtility. It's a subtle form of adultery when you begin to see yourself discussing your family matters challenges that you should discuss with your wife personal challenges with that you have with your wife with another woman be, begin to know that you are beginning to cross boundaries you are beginning to uncover what has been sealed with an oath you should take heed and especially does that lady know your wife intimately also one mistake people do is this especially some men is that they are close to a lady and that lady is not close to their wife that lady becomes a threat to the wife you are breaching the security your wife is supposed to be having really yes yeah you are breaching that security you are making your wife insecure near you and your wife, it, when she begins to react, you begin to say she does not understand. But this person has been my friend from SS3. I mean, but SS1. today you are married, and your you see, there are levels of relationships. The highest becomes and is in this our human relationship is a relationship between a man and his wife. You may have known her all your life from primary school, and you were very close. But you see, when you tied the knot with your wife and consummated it with sex and you started nurturing it, that relationship is expected to grow and should be the closest. So for you to now step it down and not be saying things. So if she's so close to you, why is your wife, why is it that your wife don't know her? You may ask yourself that question. If she's that close, does your wife know her? Does your, is she free near your wife? 
You know, I got a story about a, 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 a man. Um, a, a, the, the wife was even telling me that barge into went to the uh, husband's office and saw the husband panicking. Like, unusually, uh, like, what's happening? Why are you sweating and all of all that? And, you know, all of a sudden. And she had initially called her husband that she was uh, she's going home. But when the husband, she just said, no, let me go to my husband's office. And she, was, she said, the husband had told her that she was not, he was not in the office. But all of a sudden, she said, okay, she said she was going home. She decided to go to his office. Then while she was crossing the gate into the compound, she sent an SMS, say, I'm around. So that I'm around, he saw it. And it, she walks straight into the office. It's as if he may have looked and noticed that the wife is around and something. So that's why he was sweating. So she overlooked it and said, and just overlooked it. But then, why is she asking? Why did God talk it? He now told her that there's this lady that is here and she knows the lady. So she was now trying to put one or two things together and say, maybe something was going on. That's why he was sweating and fidgeting. You see, that singular act has betrayed a cause. And the woman did not find it funny. It really became a big problem. So, you should be careful. Does your wife know her? Does she really talk to your wife? Is, it, is she free to talk? And why the way, the nurse said, okay, let them move. Imagine the woman pulling while they were talking. The woman now pulled the husband aside. Say, I want to tell you something. And the wife is there. Can you know sometimes you should know why um, um, some men and some Christian men have given room for certain things. They may even not be doing things, but that little foolishness, that, mm. that thing made the woman insecure. And what do you expect the woman to think of? So we should be very, very careful at this. Okay. It's not the guy wants to say Yeah, I think um, um, basically it's, it's good to create systems. You know, you, you create systems. What I mean, create systems to protect yourself. You know, first of all, starting from the pastor in church, the, let me say the, the pastor in church that uh, people are trying to create system. You're trying to counsel a female person or something. Let enough person, female, well, I'm just create system. I'm canceling my office. My door is open. I'm just, I'm just giving examples. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, just a few days ago, I was, I was discussing with my wife, a very close friend of mine, a female. I was just trying to explain to her why every of my female friend, I must be friends with the husband. If I'm not friends with the husband, that friendship dies. I'm telling you, I don't want to be friends with a friend. I don't want to be friends with your wife. I want to be friends with the husband. You know, so everybody's there. So, I'm doing, so if I have a female friend, you should be friends with my wife. If you're not friends with my wife, just forget it. So I can't so talk about system now. This particular story now, I told her clearly, um, she had two guys. Before she got married, she had two guys. Then we had this MTM midnight call. We made call, and I said, okay, this is the person. This person. I'm telling you, discuss this. Marry this person. This person should marry. Married, she married the person. I was there for the wedding. I tried to be friends with the guy. I'm not saying, but the guy is just an introvert. He's not, he doesn't talk. He doesn't, if I'm calling, I want to talk to the wife. I call the husband. Are you at home? I want to 
don't, let it be open. Mm-hmm. But he's not that friendly. I'm not saying anything wrong with him, but I just give my distance. I will not be friends with your wife and not... Do you understand now? Yeah, yeah. So there is no sort of suspicion to create systems. Don't, um, don't just be ignorant. All right. There are men who say they got trapped because they were sex-starved at home. Do you think they have valid reason, valid excuse, justifiable excuse? No, Christian don't. men? No, they don't. Uh, you didn't hear what I said. I said they said they are sex starved. Yes. You said they are not justifiable. No. It's like they didn't see up by independence laws. They yes. went to MNA to buy. I'm not eating up by ten years. Did I die? No. What I'm trying to say is that first of all, even if you are not married, if you are single, what I'm trying to say, you didn't. Uh, yes, there's no sex. There's no sex. Yes. So these are all you go and go sort out your issues, your relationship issues. First of all, even if you do not have sex, you will not die. Let me tell you, we all know sex is overrated. When I mean overrated, you won't die. It's not like do you understand. I know your sex is like food. I know it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. But there are issues. Okay, now if your wife, something is wrong with her, she's sick, she's critically ill or something. So you're going to say, okay, because she cannot give you sex, you are now going to indulge in sex outside. Well, just think about it. So you don't have, you don't have any valid reason to sin. It's still sin. You don't have any valid reason to sin. You get, so if there are other issues, you sort out the issues. All right, you don't say, okay, because of this, I'm going to do this. No, it's wrong. Mr. Jonathan, do you think the guy has a valid... He does not. He does not. He does not have any valid reason not and this is the kind of thing that people have um, opened up for divorce because you see um, what's about marriage marriage was to point to your relation the relationship Christ has with the church why is he sex starved all right and as, as, let's even assume that the wife proposed not to give it to him. Mm. Why is he... That's a blemish. That's a spot in her. That he has a responsibility to cleanse her from. Mm. See, let me tell you. When I studied Ephesians chapter 5 very well, from, especially from verse 25, 26 or so, where the man, he was talking about the man, the husband. He said that he may cleanse her. It is the man's responsibility to spot all these blemishes, to all the wrinkles, and to wash her. You know, really, um, <laughs> when I got married, I'm nine years in marriage. When I got married, I married my wife pure. I married my wife a virgin. I was not. But when I got born again, I became one. Glory to Jesus. But you see, it took years of Hard training. Hard training. That when I had my house, 
no woman, nobody comes to my house. I even had enticement, allurement from a married woman in church who wanted to come to my house. She was giving me green light, as you said. <laughs> and she would come to me and say, not even the gear green light, you know. I say green light, okay. Green light means you make I they go. I'll be going, she'll drag me back. He said, Are you crazy? Great, uh, don't you know what green light means? I say green light, traffic light green means they go now. Smug, I was behaving like a fool, but I knew what she was doing. A married woman, a married woman with three kids in the church. And you were married that, that I day. was not married even then, but I was telling you the process, mm-hmm. the training God gave me be, before I got married. So that every ounce and trace of every form of immorality will be dealt with. Because once you come into this thing, it's a lifetime work with the Lord. And it took years of hard training, let me say hard labor, to come to a place where God has kept us now and God is still dealing with us. <laughs> um. There is now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. We've been trained and we are still under that training. No woman. This woman followed me one day and said, today I must know your house. And she was following me. This brother no get moto, nothing. You can't just say you drive. And from following me bumper to bumper. We went for Riaz or drama and she followed me. And I didn't know how to go. If I want to enter, she said, no worry, I'll get money, I'll go follow you. I, today, I must know your house. So as I was going, the Lord gave me a wisdom. I had the document in my, in my hands. And I said, okay, please, excuse me, let me just photocopy this document. And I went into the shop. Thank God there was a back door. As I just entered, I said, please, can I just, I just follow the back door and escape. That's how I escaped for my life. From a married woman? From a married woman in church. In- in church. So, but that is not what I'm talking about now. So, this is how the trade, see, please, you, you know, the Bible says that you have not yet resisted unto bloodshed, striving against sin. In the book of Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 4. Striving. When I read that scripture, I said that I will fight this thing to the death. And I fought it to the death and it took me years Five years. It may be small to you, but it was difficult. It was a hard training. Not to look at anything unholy. Not to touch, not to go near. Before I got married. Now, I got married. I married a a pure woman by the grace of God. I, I did not qualify for her. Or I should not be the one marrying her. But God, in his infinite mercy, showed me mercy and blessed me with her. I married her. But you found out that she didn't know much. I even was the one that even schooled, you know, brought her up. But I found out that I still within me had... Um, you are married now. But there was this love for... Um, you want to just have uh, sex. This is your wife now. Mm. I say, God, this, you know. But she's not that, you know, she's taking you. So, but you want it in 80% level. She wants it 
at 20%. You take it gradually with her. Alright? But you see, at that moment, there was an imbalance. That anger. The, what is this? This and that. I'm a, I'm a married man. This and that. You, no. The Lord taught me from that point. That's why I said, no matter how angry with, I am with I, I don't. I don't leave my house. That anger must die. So I contained all of us by your patience, possess your soul. So I will stay, and that's when I started receiving training that this eighty percent high must come down to twenty percent. They will not take it up as the Lord and the Lord has helped us today. To God be the glory. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, I think I have my question, but please let me just say to those of us who are listening. I also believe you are learning. I don't know why you should listen to men of David only once. I think after listening for the first one to get the main points, go back, collect Jota, and take notes. Sometimes you are not even writing what the guests are saying. You are writing what you have to do on your own. Because in the course of the answers, you find that you get instruction for your own life. Sure. And um, we don't have any excuse. When he said you don't have any excuse three times, I felt like, oh, what is going on? But of course, you now understand clearly how you don't have any excuse. A lot of men say their wives are not doing it well. Their wives are dirty. Their wives are this and that. And that's why they are... At least we now know that there's another man. Say, they say all men are promiscuous, but it's not true. But we have seen another man who, despite that difference in their sexual interests and all like that, they find a way to walk around it. I learned today that... Um, Part of the blemish you're supposed to remove from my wife is the fact that she doesn't know how to do or she's not interested. Like, it's a blemish, so we'll work on it too. So, work on it together. So, I, I believe we are taking note of this. The reason is, again, we are saying is that we are men of the would have been, we have been saddled with the enormous responsibility as men. Not providing school fees, school fees is almost the least of the problem. It's actually to lead a generation, to lead a, a family and all of that. And we can't fail God because of sexual promiscuity. Please, Mr. Ndoka. On a final note, I want to talk to a man of David who has missed it. This man of David may be a single man of David or married man of David. He has missed it. He has fallen into the trap of harlots and is wondering, how do I go ahead? Or is my own finished? No, no, no. Your, your own is not finished. Um, first of all, you know, um, one of the signs of that you are going to be okay is... You're only feeling remorseful. That means repentance is there. What I would suggest you, um, like uh, we have said, that darkness is eradicated with light. It has to be exposed. Usually, I encourage couples and people, let me say couples, have other couple friends, have people that you will be accountable to, people that you could talk to. You know, have, for example, you are a, you are a man, have another married man that you could talk to because most times, you know, um, when you, um, like our brother just said there, you think you, not only you the thing they do, not only it is happening everywhere. Mm. Are you getting me? It's happening. You are you are not that unique. So when you hear from somebody else, you will get encouragement. Something has happened. Somebody you have to hold you accountable. Like I will go back to my worry again. Now who like you go tell you see your mouth they smell. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you no no don't do it. no. So when you have things like that, no when you expose it, you would not want to do it. But when you Hide your sin. You keep in darkness. The sin will get it. It will grow. It will 
you give birth to more sins. So first of all, um, have an accountability partner. Have somebody you could talk to if you're, you're a married person. Have other couples you could talk to and things like that. If you're single, have somebody you could talk to, somebody you could really, really confide in and, you know, talk to the person. Huh. It has been a sword time. Okay, you want to say something? Yes. 30 seconds. Yes, okay. Please, if you look the account of um, um, Judah in Genesis chapter 38, uh, Judah with um, uh, Tamar, you find out that Judah, um, let me just put it this way, um, this one of the sins of Judah himself was halotry. And though I know the Lord came out of Judah, mm. so Christians should be careful with halotry. Nevertheless, that's just to point out something. When Judah sinned that sin, whether knowingly or unknowingly, you just sinned. What was Judah's um, um, preposition? Like what was his um, disposition? Disposition. Let me say yes. Sorry, disposition towards it. He said he was sorry. He apologized. He repented. Mm. That repentance, see, brought Judah. Judah was supposed to be cut off because he married the daughter of a Canaanite. That repentance brought Judah back into the flow. So, genuine repentance and never having to go to do that again, trusting the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and going a step further also to have accountability partner, just as my brother has said, will help go a long way. Oh, it has been a small time on this episode, men of the Vid, and I'm sure we have all been instructed. Please, let's not take this instruction for granted because the reality of our Christian work is that God has exposed you to these truths. He's going to be expecting something new from you. So, there is no excuse to be committing adultery and be saying all men are promiscuous. There's no excuse to commit adultery and say that you didn't know. We know now that you can actually live for 120 years without Instagram and TikTok. Assuming that's what is leading you to sin. Those days of to go, I had a brother in church who talked about how he, God told him to delete his to go because it was leading him to sin. So find out what exactly is pushing you to sin. If you can, if Jesus actually recommends you, should pluck out your eye or your right hand. What is your right app you cannot pluck out? Um, we don't want to give Satan a foothold. In fact, I don't want to start repeating all the things we learned, but I mean, the lessons are very clear to us and uh, we take this thing seriously. Thank you very much, Mr. Jonathan Odu, for being our guest to Don Men of the Vid. Thank you very much. Mr. Andu, guys, good to have you after a very long time. It's my pleasure, too. And thank you for all the worry you gave, all the worry for us. <laughs> now, we'd like to hear from you. If you want to get in touch with us, drop your comments, your questions, your contributions on social media, please tweet, mention us at... Mention the handle at the KW Radio. If you would rather send an email, please send it to radio at Pastor the Denji. Until we bring our next episode of Men of David, may God help us to escape the trap of harlots, whether the trap is inside the church, on the streets, even in our homes, as house help, or people visitors, or at workplace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.